there's so many black women to like to celebrate or you know to, to give accolades to, to celebrate that deserve like, all the that accolades, deserve all the accolades. <laughs> you know you've got the michelle obama first black lady in the white house yeah to um you know i'm a fan of beyonce so yeah yeah you know, you're going to the concert isn't woman, it? yes i am yeah yeah uh to headline Coachella, which is exactly. like a predominantly white festival. We, and we have our special Baychella Coachella episode, so do go and listen to it if you haven't already. But sorry, we digress. So there's so many reasons to like, so there's loads of, so many reasons to celebrate black women and just being a black woman. Um, welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast. As always, I'm Mo. Um, Colour Out The Box podcast, for those that don't know, is unfiltered conversation between friends. So um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Do follow and tweet and give us our, your comments and feedback. And today I'm joined by a special co-host. Uche Yvonne. I don't know which name to use. You could, you could just say a friend of Mo. Okay, a friend of Mo. So um, you may recognise that voice from other episodes, such as I think Uche, um, you was part of. We um, were part of um, discussing long distance relationships. Um, you kind of came platonic friends, platonic friends, and then I feel like you've chimed in on a few other kind of like random topics. Beyonce, that you know the. Topics that are probably not important to yeah. anybody, like Beyonce, Coachella, um, the the royal wedding. Thing. Yeah, I actually, you know, you did because you you joined in the conversation when we were talking about inviting your exes. Um, yeah. So Uche is the sometime um, background producer type person that just adds in her little piece as well. <laughs> so yeah, so um, which was but, quite but, good. Bear with me though, because my voice sounds way different to the last yeah. few episodes that I've been in. I'm feeling, I'm so bummed up at the moment, so. Oh no, we're getting the, the sexy um, kind of like low this voice. This is like I just got out of bed slash <laughs> pollen yeah. slash. <laughs> no, no, we'll just call it the, you know, the kind of like sexy, kind of like lounge voice and everything. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. So it's been a bit of um, a busy week since I last recorded. Um, so the last episode was all about the royal wedding and everything around that. Um, since then, we've got rap beefs going on between Drake and Pusha T. You know, Drake's baby situation was finally confirmed to the world that he does have so a child. So it is confirmed. I, th- I no? think it's pretty much, yeah. Okay. So it's no more industry knowledge or industry yeah. open secret. or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Drake's got a baby. Um, and then in terms of, I think what I want to start off with at first is just all the stuff going on around Nigeria in terms of what it is to be oh a Nigerian how, how right cool now. How cool are we right now we are, in the we UK? Are, as the young people what? would say, we're popping, we're, you know, we're lit, we're like at the pinnacle. Or as Nigerians over there, over in Nigeria would say we're gingered or we're... Um, I don't even think I've even heard. You've never heard of that one. I well, I had to learn what that (laughs) meant, but but I think it's just about you know again popping and not dulling. That's another one. So, um, but yeah. So uh, so so just literally just in the last like I would say like ten days, 
we've had is it afro republic it was called we had afro republic which was um, a afro that, that, beats music festival at the o2 that was at the o2 not, o, not o2 indigo that, not the, the indigo o2, the actual o2 arena you know let's be let's the capacity keep it. was twenty thousand. yeah so sold out so then we had um the um release of the um nike um nigerian um world cup world cup kits and everything so we'll come back to that we had the then we had the game nigeria versus um england we went to um just yesterday and then we've also we also had on the same day which was the other um afro beats the one africa festival which is um um in its second year i think it's the second or third year um again at um, wembley um arena so to be Nigerian, it seems to be the thing. <laughs> and this is all following the Wakanda yeah, fever so, yeah. from a few months back. And um, yeah, there's in, a lot going I'm on. I'm still right funny now. about the whole Wakanda thing because everyone's like, Wakanda forever. I'm like, you know, it's still a fictional place, but still, 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 it's, you know, it's, you know, one is Africa. Is it fictional? I thought it was real. Like, <laughs> I, I'm still applying for my visa for yeah. Wakanda. <laughs> they only like Wakandians to even get visas there. But anyway, so yeah, so let's start, I don't know, why don't we start with the kit? So okay. the stress and everything. So um, the kit came out, the, so the new um, Nigerian um, World Cup kit was first come like, do you, there was images put out about it, um, I think about a couple of months ago when they kind of like just showed like what the kit is going to look like and you know and it was everyone it was, was the like, advertising campaign yeah that featured um iwobi yeah i think so and some other um like nigerian industry players and of course whiskid yes so the kit comes out everyone was like okay this is nice so the and like you know what I liked about the campaign is like it wasn't really like oh like here's a football kit it was more kind of like here is <clears> a <throat> streetwear fashion type brand and the way that the the photography and the way they styled it up you it was really like you know aspirational kind of thing so it was like okay this is nice sure because it's something that you could wear with um yeah regular clothes and i mean people do that anyway with you know exactly. football jerseys but you know the fact that they added the bucket hat the tracksuits uh, track and some other sports gear like the the bum bags yeah the the, the gym sack yeah so so that uh, for me it was the the print yeah so the print is really really crazy special over. so they released the images everyone was like okay Nigerians I knew were hyped for it even Africans I knew I was hyped for it what I didn't realize everybody was a bit hyped for it so according to the press there was over 30 million pre-orders for the kit also what someone told me they actually pushed the date back for the release so um, it was supposed to actually be out sooner but they pushed it back hence why they've had this big issue with a lot of counterfeits flooding the market because Why was it pushed back? Was because I don't of know. The, the 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 match itself, like to be coincide with the, the or the the actual day of the, the I don't know because I don't think they wanted to actually to it to be that close because literally the kit came out the day before the the friendly against England, so I don't know. But all I do know is that because 
they'd released the images of the kit so people knew what it was going to look like people got really hyped like yes i'm going to get that then there was a, a bit of a gap so some entrepreneurs and you know in nigeria <laughs> decided to capitalize on this delay and then there's this loads and loads of counterfeits that actually don't look too bad it doesn't look too bad but i think um i'm kind of I shouldn't really say this, but I kind of am for it because um, because of the way it, it creates like a boost to the Nigerian economy. Exactly. And um, a tweet came out yesterday from uh, a Nigerian senator, quite quite an outspoken one. Um, he mentioned, uh, what did he say? He, he said something about how nice it would be if N- Nigeria had, if the Nigerian kit was made in Nigeria, in Nigeria yeah. by Nigerians. Yeah. Um, I think I even have it with me and maybe I could just read it out. It was quite funny because we, there were some funny responses. To, yeah. To I mean, the, the only thing I would say that because obviously it's still a, it is a Nike, Nike like item. Um, well, he was trying, he, well, he said it shouldn't have been Nike. It should yeah, have been a, a yeah. Nigerian yeah. manufacturer or a Nigerian brand. But obviously that not wouldn't be possible to get the same quality as Nike number no, one. I think also the sponsorship money as well, the amount of money that Nike should be paying to the Nigerian Football Federation for the honour of producing that kit and the amount of uh, money they're gonna be making. Either way that money should have the, the money I mean my, Nike was it Nike? They they yeah. spent so much money on the campaign and have made probably yeah, of course. more than triple back. Yeah, more and than I feel that. like there should have been ways that the, the yeah not just the NFF or the Nigeria itself would benefit from definitely um, the the popularity because it kind of feels like in one hand yes um, it's great that this is great you know shine. somebody made a comment the other day that you know Niger- Nike or Nigeria commissioned or <laughs> Nike just created the Astro B we just yeah. came to <laughs> be the most stylish football team but we, we didn't come to play like good football um, so his tweet was. Just imagine if, if those 3 million Nigerian Super Eagle jerseys were made by a firm in ABBA. Yeah. And ABBA, as you know, or some of us know, is is known for... Actually, no, Nigeria, um, ABBA, there's this sort of in-joke of things being made in ABBA. Like, they're obviously going to be fake or... Mm. But, you know... Um, but I know what you're saying. Like, it definitely would have been such, like, a great story um, in terms of that kit coming from Nigeria, supporting the Nigerian economy and everything. Yeah, I mean, he, he stated that, you know, we've we just lost an opportunity of like a hundred million dollars. Easily, easily, you know, if not more. into the economy. So it's kind of sad, but at the same time, hey, we look fly. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't so know what's more important. The but... kit comes out, people, so I, my me and my brother had a conversation the night before it was due out and we were like, okay, we were going to try and help each other get, like, um, we were after the away jersey. Quite, so you had the away jersey, which was, it's almost kind of like a deep green. And then you've got the um, home kit, which is that got the iconic kind of like um, zigzag print um, with the contrast arms. So we were going for the um, away jersey. My sister then gets involved and says that she also wants one. So I'm like, okay, cool. We've got our shared family WhatsApp group. Now my brother manages to get himself one. I then have in my basket a small. I'm not a small, my sister is. Yeah. <laughs> so now I just bought that for her, knowing that she'll, she'll want it. 
and then we just couldn't get um one f- for me and everything and then i think um y- your sister ended up going to queue yes. so the the queue at nike town in um london oxford street was literally like round the corner and down the road of like people queuing up and what was quite surprising is it wasn't just nigerians like everybody just wanted this kit i know i think it's it was the marketing campaign or the yeah advertising campaign was amazing because i mean even last night um I was, even the Ghanaians wanted this kit <laughs> let's not go there with no, no, I'm, I'm just saying the Ghanaians, <laughs> the congolese the cameroon cameroonians everybody was like all of a sudden yes um, bring me my um um <laughs> eagles nigerian kit do you know what i mean i, I was just like oh okay is that what we're all doing okay it's cool one africa yeah go on <laughs> i didn't queue but somehow miraculously i was able to get the jersey the the zigzag print mm. or whatever it's called and um i was stopped last night on 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 my way home from the match um by i think those guys were from Croatia yeah they were just like they I was they were on the, they on the said street. that they was really like excuse wanted... me where did, you get, where did you get that <laughs> I'm like excuse me like are you trying to say I went to yeah. Alba all the way in Nigeria no um he he was like where did you get that and I just pretended that I got yeah. the last one so he was like wow you're so lucky I really wanted to get it so yeah I mean, it's, the culture is um well, to- we're, we're we're trending now. So. so talking of the the culture, so as I said, um, we had Afro Republic, which was one of the biggest. Um, I think it has been the biggest to date. Afro Beats Music Festival at the O2. Again, it's not just. It wasn't just Nigerians. It wasn't just Africans. It was such a mixed crowd. You went to I to did. the show. Even that, the fact that you know someone like Wizkid, headliner we can sell out a whole arena like that yes i think it was um well the it had reached capacity of yeah. 20 20,000 people i think um it actually was the first uh, there was some sort of world record or something yeah. for, not world record but like in in for o2 um i can't remember but i when i find it i will send it to you but um naomi campbell was there she presented yeah. uh well, she yes, she presented Wizkid on stage, and even Naomi um, Campbell herself has been a <laughs> honorary a Nigerian of recent. Do you know so, what I mean? Yeah. She she's she really, went to Lagos. She's been to. She's really embraced the culture. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. But no, that um, it was weird for me because I've been in uh, Nigeria for the past eight years, mm. so seeing um i was comparing like the experience in nigeria the the live experience with some of the acts or the artists that um are my favorites like Wizkid, um tiwa savage techno david o who wasn't at that show but you know he's done several shows in the Mm. uk and like internationally um it's weird because i feel like it's they're, they're more appreciated in the like that you get a, a reaction or a response that um for me uh no 
sorry, I, it's not like I don't feel, it's not like they're, like they're not appreciated in Nigeria, but um, I feel like, okay, w- w- in Nigeria, you feel like you've seen them already. Like you've seen but, them so many times. But uh, you know what um, I think it is? I think it's similar to how, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s yeah. when American acts used to come to the UK and it was like, it was special. It was a big thing yes. kind of thing. And it was like, it was at a time where hip hop and R&B wasn't really mainstream. So yes, sure, even so. for like, say like a, say like a, a you know, like a Jay-Z or a big R&B act to come, it was like literally all the black people would go. Whereas I feel now with Afrobeats, it's at that point now where it's it's already crossing over into the mainstream. But... And because we're in the digital era, yeah. it's so easily accessible exactly. and, and readily available but we're to still get like here we're still excited to see like okay you know these artists that we've been listening to um on spotify we've been seeing their videos on youtube like yeah like oh what you know how amazing to see like a live show and also not just that to see everybody else come like in the crowd like enjoying the same songs that maybe you've only really heard in like nightclubs or at home or in your car that kind of thing so i get what you're saying like obviously like in nigeria like it's more kind of like everyone's like used to it whereas here it's still like a big thing because to have that like we don't really they play a lot afro beats in clubs now but to go to and see it like live it's not that easy yeah but i guess what i did miss was that uk concert experience that you kind of you don't, it doesn't, you don't get the same vibe in Nigeria. Okay. It's, it's different, but I mean, so yeah, I was excited to, to, um, to have, to be there. Mm. Um, although some of the acts were yeah, a bit you mentioned, questionable. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say who it was, but. <laughs> some people maybe need to work yeah, like more just, on. I'm, you know what it is? Like, I think we had this conversation like off mic where, cause it is a new newish kind of like music genre in comparison to others the artists a lot of the artists are still relatively new um so they're still they probably need to spend a bit more time getting to perform to such big crowds Perfecting their because performing in like an arena is like a it's a real a, art an intimate bar yeah like performing to like thousands and thousands of people trying to fill that space not just like with in terms of vocals but your energy because i remember i spoken to a few of my friends and they were just like they were a bit disappointed that you know not more people had like live vocals and there was a few kind of like people like singing and rapping over like pre-recorded like um backing tracks and everything so which is but again i think one of the things that everyone agreed on the atmosphere was amazing the crowd was like well into it so that kind of I mean, like balanced it out was just um i wasn't expecting that that, that amount of people to show up but... see i was i was thinking i was i knew like people would go because it's because but like people from different races yeah. different backgrounds i mean i saw um i went with a friend and we were both like looking at these two girls um i think two asian girls that they were dancing you know one of the latest dances out there in in, in nigeria um but what was also interested interesting was um the fact that they had uk afro beats yeah um which I, i didn't really know that they existed because i thought you know with the uk in terms of urban music what's yeah. kind of popular now i thought it's still grime or mm. drill music or uk hip-hop mm. you know 
things are always termed UK mm. hip hop or house but and I garage. Suppose, but, but I suppose it's another thing of just like it's just like the you know we are Af- you know Africans of the diaspora. So no, I love it, it because makes sense. there's a, there's an artist who who performed and he um, it's notes I think is his mm. name. Um, I hadn't heard of him until you know coming here. But he does Afro. His beats are very similar to the likes of Wizkid mm. or um, like uh, some other Nigerian or Afro beats artists in Africa. But his narrative is different. He has he's mm. telling the, the UK story of he. There's a song about and where he mentions going out in an Addison Lee. Mm, so mm. Nigerians listening to that song, I, I yeah. guess they probably appreciate the music versus yeah, yeah. The, the, the lyrical content. Yeah. So. So moving on now, so we had um, Afro Republic at the O2. Then, so me and you went to the um, England versus Nigeria game. So um, Uche now has her jersey that she's been able to acquire. Me, I've managed to get a um, t-shirt from the collection. Um, literally, but you still we still had to. Struggle. We we literally got the last two um, and three. three, three, sorry, and then I I wore one. Our friend Steph wore one, and then we had one spare. So we were like, okay, we're ready to go. So I came a little bit late. The game had already started, but just coming into the stadium, coming into the Nigerian section. First of all, but, oh, hold on. Why was it important for you to get a jersey or something that had? I was gonna Nigeria. go with something on it, so I was either gonna wear that or I was gonna go to my brother's and collect like one of his old um, jerseys. I even have a really old one myself um, from like oh my gosh, like maybe like nineteen ninety something like that. My dad got me. So for me, I was like, this was... So it wasn't really about get, copying the new kit. It was no. more of just representing Nigeria. Yeah, and you I kind just... of feel like you've earned it being yeah. a Nigerian And you know what? That was one UK. of the things that like, when it all sold out, I was kind of annoyed because like, like I said, a lot of non-Nigerians bought that kit. And I was thinking like, you know, this is the one time... They like, cued. They deserve this is it the one too. Time <laughs> I feel like if, you, if I brought my Niger passport, that they should be able to like now fast track me to the front of the queue. <laughs> As a true Nigerian, that, that, yeah. that's how I felt and everything. And I literally, people were calling each other. I, You know, in my basket, I told you I had the small for my sister. At one point, I had a double XL. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? This is too big for me. Like, do you know what I mean? But I didn't spoke to one of my friends online. He was like, you should have just bought it. I would have taken it off your hands so easily. Well, my sister bought the, the tracksuit bottom that was like yeah. the most... Yeah, so she about got the floral the, the tracksuit kit, the floral. Yeah, uh, which is I'm still getting that. I don't know how I'm gonna get it. I don't know yeah, who I need so, to speak no, to. I actually told somebody last night <laughs> at the match. Um, if that jacket goes missing, it's yeah, me. don't like, blame me. <laughs> but she actually she she didn't like the shape on on her, how it looked on yeah. her, so she returned it. And I I've told so many people that oh yeah, my sister got it, but had to return, return it. it. They were like, like no, so, they... so where is it? Like what, yeah. what, what happened? Like, you could give it to me like I don't care I'll no, take it seriously people are like you should have just bought the double XL and I would have bought it off you I'd have given you extra for it and even I'm like I, oh, I think did... people were just desperate to just be a I... part of that that kit because I wasn't even thinking about by any like, means necessary I was just thinking like I wanted it for myself and I was helping out my brother and sister so that's I mean, what I, I, I was, in my mind I was tempted to ask because I, I got to like that town 
at Oxford Street. Um, yeah, you called me. Way you after like, the, the let whole, me, the queue. You're yeah. going to just see what's left. I was going to take my chance to see what was left. <laughs> Anything, even if it's the flag with the with the prints. I was, yeah. I, I was so tempted to ask one of the sales assistants to... Can you like? Is, do you have any like of the the wallpaper left? Yeah, like, do you have whatever a, a flag, it takes. Anything? Can I just get something with that new print? <laughs> because literally, when we came, when I came into the stadium, you saw people with the hats, the bags, the tracks. It looked suit, cool. Like it, everybody. Like you it could have just had a, a regular street look, but as long as you had something, something that had the print, it was the ashobi of the of the day, really. Ashobi of the year. Because we on. were. It was the one thing that was, it was everybody. And if you didn't have the new um, kit, you just came with your own vintage one. If you didn't have that one, you came with the Nigerian colors. Like everybody, that I, whole section. I, no lie, I actually got the photograph to prove it, but I saw a guy with a green jacket on at the back of the jacket in white writing said pal de yam. Yeah. So it's like whatever, <laughs> what, like however you do it, just yeah. show people especially the England fans that you're a Nigerian yeah. first. So, so I came into the section. So I knew I was in the right section because I could hear the drums, first of all, <laughs> um, that was there to greet me. Um, plus we were singing um, <laughs> various um, songs as well. So or was it the give us one more goal? <laughs> After the first half, we, we got a bit desperate. So, um, yeah. So again, but one of the things that kind of like took me is like, um, we, I was looking around the whole like Nigerian um, part of the Wembley Stadium, the Sea of Green. Um, and it wasn't all Nigerians again that were there. It was like, it was really multicultural. You had, um, you know, people that were obviously like, you know, English or European. You had other Africans as well. We saw a few people. We saw, I'm like, okay, there's our Sudanese friend. There's our Ghanaian friends and everything. People dotted around the place. We were all there to everyone yeah, for so that moment was, um, they were Nigerian. We were all together. We're so, trending. Yeah, very Keep much so trending. <laughs> which made me kind of like, me and you had this conversation yesterday that how this kind of like, so we've got like the kit, we've got Afrobeats, we've got, um, you know, everybody's, ev most of my work colleagues, you know, know of and have met another Nigerian. But it just made me think about those times back in the day where it wasn't really too cool or too fashionable to be African. Yeah, you know, I think we've like, come a long way in yeah. the diaspora, especially in the UK, um, because I just remember obviously growing up. Um, I would just expose the age or the no, 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 no needs. We're the, the same year. age. Don't expose it. <laughs> we're but, we're just saying we're of an age. Let's move on. <laughs> but it it, was, it it wasn't cool. It could, no. you know, obviously, if you were African back in those days, secondary school or primary school you'd either would have been bullied for the way you looked or mm. your, your um your name that you would have been picked on for your um the color of your skin for for some of us so um but somehow between the last uh two decades yeah things have changed because i even remember like back in the day like people will say things like, oh, I didn't know you was Nigerian. I'm, I thought you, you know, like from Barbados or, you know, or, you know, or you look like you could be like Jamaican or something like that. And I didn't really say anything at the time, but 
it was almost kind of like it said to you almost like to say oh that's a compliment like oh you don't look african and yeah, then but you should th- take it as a compliment yeah because... and it was this kind of like weird thing that africans i, I don't know what africans supposed to look like because well that would be my response because it's, it's a big continent it's not even a country similar um comments uh and yeah what's an african what does an yeah. african look like and now i think it's kind of gone full circle and and it was weird because there was let's be honest it's kind of the, one of the things that people don't really talk about there was um there was a bit of i feel kind of like tension between the people from the caribbean that had been here longer right had come over um, earlier maybe in like between like the um, anything as early as the 50s 60s and 70s to then the influx of um different africans from the colonies that had come over to the uk who had come like maybe in like very late 70s going into 80s 90s um and it was almost kind of like i wish it had been a more of a situation where we had united more as black people versus there was a little bit of a divide between us as in between um us when i say us um between Africans, Africans and other and, blacks like West Indians. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. which is sad. But cut fast forward to like now, I do think it's almost come full circle and we all kind of like, we're all black. We're all in it together. You know, you'll, you'll go to, you know, like, a, like I said, an Afrobeat concert and there'll be as many people from the Caribbean there as there are from, you know, from Africa. Do you feel like a sense of, like, resentment or towards non-Africans that are now sort of all of a sudden part of the culture? No. Or for the culture? I don't because I feel like it's... Because I feel like they I'd, had their struggle, but yeah, you know what I feel like it, it, it I just, just wasn't the same as ours. I just, I just remember. I don't think I feel resentment. I feel like I just remember how it was. I think, whereas back in the day, no one was really hyping us up like that. So I don't. But think I think I'm, another thing to, to for us is that we we should also take some sort of responsibility for that because we were not. No, United, no. even no. as Africans, yeah. because you had the whole Nigeria versus Ghana, exactly. Um, light skin versus dark skin, but at least, and then the UK accent, having an accent versus yeah, not having an accent. You know, Nigerian, a JJC, all those yeah. times. So we we were not united in our with it amongst ourselves. And even like I definitely agree. I mean, at least with the whole like Ghanaian versus Nigerian, I feel like that was more of a playful banter. I, I like to think like sure. you know, but I do think we even us as like when I think about back day, I felt I could have been more kind of like vocal about how proud I was to be Nigerian versus like but you now see these days. What it takes to really truly be proud of your, you have to be. Um connected to your but roots I feel and that, like... that entails to a, to an extent going back in quotes home or yeah. or at least being a part of a nigerian or african community but in then the i UK. feel like i was though when i was younger so like but i feel to like what extent no i feel no i was but i wasn't vocal in that sense of like it kind of stopped at the door so when i left the house it was like it's i'm in london i'm you know 
but when oh, I so, was so, okay so describe some of like being in the house versus... so like so even in terms of like you know um being with my like you know family my parents how I would talk with them versus how I talk outside you know when I even laugh like me and my mum laugh about it I didn't have a lot of English foods until I went to school so things like um i don't eat to this day i don't like jam i don't like rice pudding because all of the first times i tried it was in school because at home it was always i had f- always nigerian food there was okay. no kind of like i think even things like buying like chips it came quite late or me and my sister would like you know like cook little bits for ourselves like my mom wasn't into cooking like english so food do you feel like the moment you left the door or entered it was like, like school or, dinner. or even as you're, at, you know, the age that we are now in the office, do you feel like you have to downplay your Africanness? Yeah, but I feel like as I've gotten older, I've kind of become less apologetic for being African, if that makes sense. I, whereas yeah. before I was kind of like very much like, okay, when I'm with my family or with my cousins or we go to the Nigerian party, I'm one way. When I'm at, you know, at school, I was another way. But now I feel like it's still, there's still a difference because, you know, you can't so just So how act. did that change though? Let's be in school. Is it your accent, you know, how you spoke, spoke to your mum? Did, did yeah, that change? That would even change. How I speak to my, um, when I'm with family versus how I was outside definitely was different. Um, I just think now, because you're, I think I'm just more aware of it. You're just more, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm, I don't hide as much. Not like, I don't want to say I was hiding, but definitely there was two, there was two people or so. There's two, yeah, two identities. I think for me, I didn't feel like I had to, maybe conscious, subconsciously, I, I, I don't think that I felt like I had to change much. The accent, yes, because I feel like we're in a diverse society. Yeah. And I feel like, be, being somebody that was born and raised, bred in the UK, naturally you're going to have an accent, yeah. right? So I feel like you, ha- you, you have that. No, which you, is you, fine. You're able to, to switch it up without yeah. thinking. For but some I'm... people, they, they would think, like maybe like a, say, an, an African. That's in, fresh. A, a freshy. <laughs> you're not allowed to say that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, being in Nigeria, you know, born and raised in Nigeria, coming to the UK, for a lot of them, for the most part, they feel like they just have to make up, they or they do, they just yeah. come up with this, as they call in Nigeria, for their, you're speaking Yankee, or you're, you're, yeah. you sound, you're, you're trying to sound like you're from the UK, or whatever. Yeah. So, and that's more conscious, but with, with I think with us growing up... But in, I don't UK, think it was like when I say accent, accent was just one aspect of it, but I'm just thinking now, it's kind of like the first- no, but that's where I'm going, like, it's really just the accent for me, because I mean, I, you know, at the beginning of this show, yeah, you asked me my name, and I'm like, I, every time somebody asks me my name, I'm always like, for like a split second, what do I say? Is it Uche or Yvonne? And now I'm just like, Uche But Yvonne. the name thing is a really good point. Well, well that was where I was going yeah. with it, because with the name, I was, I was never ashamed. I, I mean, I, I went to school to secondary, primary school and secondary school with my African Igbo name. Yeah. Uche or the, the Uche Chuku. And I never felt out of place, even though I'm in a classroom full of, you know, Sarah's and Natalie's yeah. and Michelle's. 
Um, I, I was always thing, aware that I, I had another name. I was always aware that I had another name. But the only thing is, I, I'm not going to lie, like, the fact that you had the two names, my parents, my mum specifically, never gave any of us the two-name option. Yeah, sure. So there were times when I felt it would have been easier. Not even like I was ashamed of my um, um, Yoruba name, but it just would have been easier to have an English name. And what kind of... Tr- what kind of happens well like it's easier is my yoruba name has i have the i'm not gonna say my full name on the pod everyone just calls me my but my yoruba name has like an english fied version of it that people use to this day at work and everything and then there's the actual proper pronunciation that my family use and so for me that's kind of what i was saying like in terms of like I wasn't, it's not, it never like, oh, I was ashamed. It was just more of a case of it was easier to say like, oh, you can call me, even the fact that people call me Mo, like, you know, it's a shortening of my Yoruba name. My name is not that long. They could just say the whole thing. I don't mind it with my friends, but I don't, I definitely do not allow anyone at work to call me Mo kind of thing. They call me by my name. But it still is the English version of my name, kind of thing, because it's almost like it's, pronunciation. Yeah, it's 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 like stuck, kind of thing, because it's easier. Because like when I say the Yoruba version, it is a bit of a like, oh, okay, is it like this? Is it like this? And I just have to listen to people like butcher it. Whereas I I did. I'm not gonna lie. I think back in the day, it would have been easier if I just had an English middle name or something that i could every Easier now and then school or primary school school work whatever like that i could just refer to yeah. in terms of it, like and people being able to to use that and everything kind of i think i started using or answering yvonne at at, at uni i think yeah, yeah because yeah. i was just tired of yeah people pronouncing my name wrong but yeah. I, I was uche through yeah primary school to um college yeah but going back to like just the culture that that's the only thing that i didn't feel out of place or i felt like i had to now change and this is like i'm referring to um my uh primary school secondary school years Mm. so i always knew that i was nigerian first before definitely british definitely i would never call myself english sure yeah and i think um my parents um are to thank for that because i we they we grew up as you know i'm Igbo anyway but we grew up um surrounded by culture so my, Mm. my my parents were um my mother always made sure that we went to the um state but the state that i'm from that the, the, there was a group mm. in nigeria so we were already part of a community mm. where we knew ourselves us. yeah yeah so even though yes i know that if i'm at sarah's house so if i'm mm. playing with my friend natalie the kind of food that they're eating are different although mm. in, in our household we had accommodated various types of mm. foods like nigerian and um you know english foods or whatever but we um we were, I was always conscious of, you know, I'm a Nigerian. We, we, we wear, we have our own culture. I was very aware of our culture. And we also traveled as well. No, you did yeah. too. We, 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 we would go home as a family. So I never really, the only time that I, I was, I, I was lucky enough to not have gotten picked on at school. But mm. I, for me, it was my name. They couldn't get my name right, which mm. is, from, is common for, for most um, Africans with the difficult names to, yeah. <laughs> to pronounce. And, um, but... 
I think what also helped is is that I was in a um, multi um, racial school, and I think that's so that the helped. thing because when I because we went to the same school, but before that I'd been to three other primary schools, and I can tell you one it was maybe like a few black people another one where there was a lot of asian people so i've gone through that experience also of being really in the minority so when i got to our school it was like the um since my first primary school of having a real kind of like mixture of people then i went to a secondary school again it was actually quite a mixture which was quite good i'm not saying that i hid it i'm just saying that it's you kind of learn how to have like the two facades whereas now i do think like that because african culture is becoming popular culture as well you don't really have to kind of almost like explain it or because sometimes like it's like you just you're like oh it just it's just easier to just kind of like um okay i'll just go along the the english way but now because it's become like Afrobeats is part of like you know you know the music you know um, industry it's part of popular culture people kind of like get like even the whole thing with Nigerian weddings yeah sure like you have people that are <laughs> not Nigerian funny, so. talking about I'd love to go to Nigeria or even have a Nigerian wedding like it's become like the thing that you know we you know or African weddings in general like the whole kind of like the big ceremony it's gaining the same everything. popularity as asian weddings exactly asian weddings. exactly so and people understand that oh you know like you'll have like you know um my colleagues at work now understanding that they you know you have the traditional wedding then you have you know the western style white wedding they're like you know isn't that amazing and you yeah. have like girls now saying yeah i would love to have like a nigerian wedding yeah but i'm kind of on one hand, not surprised that yeah. Africa, Nigeria in particular, is is now part of popular culture in the in the UK, probably in the US too. Yeah, because we've been like Nigerians have been in the diaspora for the yeah. past. We're out here. Let's just say th- three decades <laughs> at the least, the very yeah. least. So Nigerians um, like to travel. At they some like point, to get to different places. At some point, you know. <laughs> Somebody would have had experience being Niger- or a Nigerian friend or yeah. a Nigerian colleague, uni, a Nigerian school We like mate. to study as so, well. So we like to study. So I'm telling you, if you've been to university, you've encountered at least one Nigerian. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and some, some, somebody's jell-off, jell-off yeah. right. So um, it is, it, it's not really surprising, but yeah. um, it's always good to see other people embracing our culture, whether it's yeah. music or arts and fashion. Yeah, you know, we had the whole debate about the the Stella McCartney and Carrie uh, dress yeah. that was like over a thousand pounds. Yeah, um, at Harrods, I love that they're interested. I love their yeah. interest in in African culture and fashion. But I, I mean, I do feel that if anybody wants to jump on this African and Nigerian bandwagon, I think it would be nice if there were ways that you know um if the, you're making money mm. let's see how it could get put back into the nigerian but I economy think that's because nigeria is still a third what is still a developing country but i think that's a difference between cultural appropriation which yeah, i felt sure. with the that's, that's exactly dress, what I and versus appreciation where she could have collaborated with maybe a nigerian or african designer Right. to maybe co-create a collection or something sure. that would have all she could have had the garments made in like you know one of the west african countries which goes back to the argument of, with, yeah. with nike uh yeah 
football kits. You could have, yeah. if they, at least if you could have used a Nigerian designer or definitely it would have been such by, a great story yeah. I would have loved it even more like I would definitely that would have been because like because it's so popular and the fact it's sad that we had to do fakes of something yeah. that was created in the western world yeah 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 and, and it should have been the reverse really yeah so yeah well sad. let's hope that you know Nigeria's performance is just as good as that kit because oh yeah <laughs> I they mean, didn't we, win, we but it was a friendly. It was a friendly, so who cares? Like, it's practice, isn't it? That's not a proper match, isn't it? A friendly. Yeah, but I'm worried that we look so fly that, that even the players will get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we just um, watched the... Um, the full Gabrielle Union um, red table talk um, with um, Jada Pinkett Smith, which um, I actually posted on Colour Out the Box um, Instagram page. So go and see a clip. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and I think it was quite a interesting conversation between two very successful black women. Um, they mentioned that they had like an issue in the past and. Yes, they, yeah. they weren't I had no talking. idea. No one Didn't knew, know, yeah. which was a bit of a revelation. Um, but um, I wanted to kind of like talk about one of some of the things that kind of like came up in that conversation. So um, Gabrielle kind of like referenced the fact that she was, I don't know, a bit of a almost like a hater of um, other women in the industry. And did she say why? She said that it came from a, um, her being insecure, that she felt that she need if they were doing well, then somehow it reflected badly on her and that kind of thing. Um, so what do you think of the whole concept of between friends, keeping it real versus someone actually hating on you, actually not, they're not out for your best interest? Because I think in terms of even our friendship, we've been friends for like quite a long time. Sure. Definitely, I think we have that friendship where you, you know, we say things to each other that it's, you know, I'm going to... Yeah. So if of. I think you're doing something very silly, I'm going to tell you. Sure, sure. <laughs> and vice versa. And I wouldn't versa. judge you for how you no. tell me because I know you have yeah. known, yeah. But I do think there is a line between people that w are doing that versus people that are... That are trolling you, like yeah. literally throwing shade, but they they make up that they're doing you a favour. Yeah. By keeping it real. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, because I do feel like you really know who your true friends are. Yeah. When people say that you know who your true friends are when the chips are down. Yeah. But I actually think that it's the opposite when you're actually really successful i believe that's how you really know how yeah. um if somebody um just somebody's um reaction to your success success or you know if you're being celebrated in any Be kind of or congratulated in any kind of way what extent do they really show happiness or support towards that and i definitely think that's that's a good indicator because like even when i think with my friends i have friends that are very successful that are doing amazing things one being here included um so with, um, <laughs> no you are let's stop downplaying yourself no i don't i don't the thing is i because i'm so used to 
play I, I tend to like just slot myself into like the, the supporting role of no you know, but, but no no it's not a bad thing it's just because I, I'm also building myself up but it, I, no, I, get, but I, I tend I've, to get encouraged when I see when, when I have friends that are being celebrated but that's what I was going to actually so, touch on is the fact that so I can support I, I, I don't have any no, but issues I, supporting but mm. I but I was going to touch on that because I think there has been times in the past where I felt like all of my friends, including yourself, are doing amazing things. And I thought, right, me too. Like, I need to step up. Yeah, me too. I, every day, I still I feel the same. I need to, I need to, you know, what am I doing? Like, you know, like, um, so I do think, I do think there's that thing of like, whereas if I was a hater or I wasn't a true friend, that would grow into like resentment and jealousy. Whereas what I use it for is to be like, you know what motivation so i'll be like okay so one of our friends is you know she's um you know um, big in the um, entertainment industry in nigeria another one of my friends worked for a major international bank you know yourself you're doing like amazing things i won't call them all out but you are so for me it's kind of like i i there are times when i look at myself and i think like oh my gosh like you know i'm not really you know, doing anything right now. Everyone's like doing such amazing things. I think what you should also things. ask yourself is, how do you define success? No, definitely, definitely. But I'm just saying because that- Because you know we're obviously in an age where it's very easy to look like you're doing things or you're, oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're making people, moves as people yeah, yeah. say. And you know so, that whole like social media, like, and social you media know. has its role to play in, yeah. in making people feel a certain type of way. Yeah. But I ignore um, things like that because I mean, I-, I I ignore social media, but I don't ignore what my friends are doing. And this, it's my friends, yeah, as in, yeah. I, I, I'm not too keen on if, if it's from somebody else that doesn't really know me, but yeah, for my yeah, own yeah. friends, if, if I'm not getting, like, the support or, um, you know, from my friends, then it, it, I, somehow I would be able to know, especially if yeah. we've known each other for a while. No, but, definitely. Um, because I have had people that, in the past, when I've kind of, like checked in terms of were they you know you know so for instance like i was doing a new project and there'll be certain people that will be like oh you know you're doing something new how can i help you how can i help you promote it you know even with something as simple as the podcast you know like that's even shown me like who's really kind of like supporting like even just a simple thing to say like oh i listened to it or i shared it with a friend or, or, I, or I appeared in it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> with the bugged I, up nose. Yeah, or I wanted, to, I wanted to be on, you know, the podcast. Even if something as small as that, or, you know, like, oh yeah, like, I, you know, like I tweeted it, or, you know. I, but how do we define a hater? Like, what does a hater do? But it's really hard Not to even tell so much a hater, but I just realised that there's some people that... It's not everybody they, that has your best interest. Your best interest, and also, so there's some people that kind of almost like i don't say revel but it is revel in your misery so when you're like not feeling great they're ready to kind of like you know like you know moan with you and just be like you know like everything's like crap and everything like that but then when you're like on a bit of a up they're like 
they're, they're trying to pull, point out all the faults in, in your plan or they're trying to point out all the faults in your project and they kind of dress it up in keeping yeah. it real and giving you critique, which I'm always yeah, fine with critique. Yeah, they say, isn't it, like those sort of people have a problem for every solution. Yeah, So exactly. So got, you're telling me you're, what you're I'm saying doing a good wrong. Thing. Like you're, you're talking about but something you're not that's giving positive me to you, but you're not exactly. But you're not suggestions or you're not trying to yeah. like, you know, There's help. a friend of ours that, or yeah. a, a former friend of ours that, I think that we, I had known her. We went to primary school, nursery even. We, mm. We've known this girl since we were in, you know, nursery, play preschool. Um, and it took the whole of, uh, I guess, getting to college to, to mm. realise that, okay, this definitely, I, I haven't, this she hasn't had my back yeah. from the get-go or maybe at least from throughout our teenage years because... Um, I think you remember, right? Like mm. this kind of happened after a trip. Like it took yeah. one trip yeah. abroad to, to like holidays, really discover. I think holidays and living with people yeah. really, really test your relationship, friendship, whatever. Yeah, like the, because the... there's certain people that I love them to death. I would never in my life live with them. I've lived, me and you have lived together have, on yeah. several occasions. Yeah. So we always know when to give each other space, when to be with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, she she buys the peanut butter, so I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other people, like, I'm like, me and you are friends, but we can never live together and everything. But yeah, we oh, went on holiday. holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of was an eye so opener. That kind of opened up, um, a re- like, it, it was a real revelation in terms but of how... But I don't think how... that holiday revealed anything new. I think it just really kind of, like, everything was concentrated. So there was things that I had been ignoring in the past or giving excuses for that i just was like i've had enough yeah so yeah so um just going back to the red table talk one of the other things that um gabrielle um kind of like talked about was she felt she didn't understand what made her happy yes yeah and you know what what makes you happy and it was kind of like i watched a clip um, online and i just thought actually let me ask myself the question, what makes me happy? And I think you don't ask yourself these things because I'm always, I don't think there's ever a time where I'm not striving for something. So if it's not to get promoted at work, it's to maybe I'm working on a project or I wanna do something else in my life. And um, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm striving to move to the next step of having a family so sometimes i think where you're constantly constantly striving striving for something where there's always like a goal in the distance you forget to actually enjoy and be happy yeah no that's um i agree <coughs> i think it's um but it's great that if you have a sense of focus yes i think definitely. And, and you have goals and yeah. you're able to achieve those goals i mean those are, that's one of the things that make me happy being able to set a target or a goal and achieve it yeah um to so to obviously to have accomplishments to for me it's just being around genuine people so okay, nothing beats so like family friends real friends um and not haters yeah um so i i mean i had to ask myself the same question and it's weird because as i was watching gabriel union explain yeah or um or was it an analogy that she was using i think it really happened she was yeah with her trainer and the trainer asked her 
what what makes you happy so as she's boxing she's thinking of what to say and as i was watching that i was thinking wow like nothing really comes to to, to mind like immediately mm. i'm still just struggling or thinking of of what makes me happy but i get it it's life um experiences that there are some things that you're not until you experience it you, you yeah. won't know that it, if it makes you happy or not mm. and i think some of the things that we think would make us happy when you get it you find that you're not happy or yeah or you're not happier or yeah. you know you know and then you're then looking for the next thing because i think sometimes um i think it's very hard for someone to say that they are happy and content because that implies that you're happy with everything you have now yeah it's a hard it's a, a yeah, I think it, I think that's very hard for someone it's to not a place where many say, people are at. Yeah, to truly say that I am happy and content, I think it's quite I difficult. think it's just because naturally as human beings we like to strive for things. More, and you, we always want more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, still on the kind of like the realm of friendship, one of the things that we have talked about recently is the whole thing of your friends with a guy because we had that whole episode that cases to platonic relationships yes and can you have a platonic friendship with with a guy so now i kind of want to take it from the other angle of you've been friends with somebody how do you move from that friend zone into a relationship is it possible how do you see that friend in a new light i've asked like several questions there oh I'm trying to actually think of a friend. There's so many different levels of friendship. Or definitely, friends. definitely. You, know, you have friends that um, you've known since you were a kid. That mm-hmm. you might as well just consider them your sibling. Yeah. Or your, a family member. Um, and I think those are the kind of friends that. Yeah. It's hard to. You know, Moving. unfriend them if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. And see them as a, a potential boyfriend or even mm. husband future husband or you know because the reason i i even asked the question because and the reason why we were having a conversation because like at our age <clears throat> it's um we've come to a point where obviously when you're thinking about like a potential partner it makes sense to think about okay there's if there's like a guy in your life that's your friend that kind of like ticks all the boxes and you get along because you're friends you kind of have to like consider like why absolutely why wouldn't we date or why no, because would we a lot of together? people say oh you know I, I just want to marry my friend at the end of the yeah, day yeah exactly or you get married couples so now you're, there's your friend that you, should, you know you should always marry your friend yeah so I've so you literally have picked friend. up my phone and gone through like okay so who are my friends <laughs> <laughs> and um but like I said there's different um types of friends mm. uh guy friends you get the ones that are all banter and mm. fun and play and all that um again the ones that have seen you in yeah every sort of with your head scarf head scarf <laughs> no makeup powder everything. like night dusting powder yes i, yeah. do, I still wear dusting powder <laughs> at night um to the ones that are you know maybe there, there's been something there was a little bit of history before or mm there's been some undertones or mm. undercurrent going on and nothing has really been like nothing has happened between um, the two of you so 
Uh, it's hard to because I have gone that thing of like dated or my friend, and I remember he, me and him had been friends. For friends like, now or like in the past. Okay. So me and him had been friends for years prior. Similar situation. Grew up together. Everyone was like, "Oh, you two should get together." We were like, "No, it's like my brother, like my sister, kind of thing," and. I didn't really take him like seriously as like you know a potential like partner until one day we were just like laughing about the fact that you know people keep on saying that you know we should get together and he was just like well why not and I literally couldn't think of a reason as to why not I was just like oh you know joke (laughs) you joker haha so funny and he was like no seriously like why not that's not never I don't think that's happened to me before so so but I've gone from being with someone or at least having feelings and you know certain level of intimacy to now becoming friends. friends yes but okay that's different but have you ever been in a situation no. where you have been friends with someone and not that okay not that you've moved into a relationship but maybe where you've been like hmm maybe you're starting to question yeah yes, maybe yes, we course. should so what happens in those like those moments where you're you're thinking like okay or what um, led you to even think that about that person well age get it <laughs> get <laughs> like, older look. Look. <laughs> um what, what, what me, goes me, through my mind? I don't know. It's more. Your white dress. I was just thinking of that Jagged Edge song. Oh. We ain't getting no younger. Yeah. We might as well do this. Okay, don't <laughs> do <overdo> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so obviously you're thinking like, okay, at this age. Because no, because what I had to do actually, I, there was a certain guy that I was thinking, but wait, this guy ticks all the boxes. Definitely. As far as oh yeah, you know he has his own business. He's tick. well read, well cultured, and travel triple tick. Um, he's funny. Yeah, I know he was he's not about. bad looking. Either. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he like, is not. <laughs> why? What? Why is he single? Why? Why hasn't anything happened? Or why? Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, it's not like he has um, outwardly. Yeah, tried. Tried or asked me out or anything, but uh, he, there were several like hints throughout yeah. the years, but it was. But always did you banter. do that thing fun. where you kind of brushed it like like? Yes, jokes. I would sort of ha, push ha, that hint to, to, you know, to one side. You're killing me. Funny. Yeah, because I was distracted by other <laughs> other activities going on, <laughs> and so the Devonte. Yeah, the... so 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 coming back to that type of guy I, I was even now I'm still trying to like answer those questions yeah but, but also it's hard to because you've also got to um imagine being attracted to them or being yeah. like imagine kissing them or being intimate so that's yeah. something that is actually till now I can't imagine okay and it's no shade on him it's just no no it's just it's almost like I think when you've been friend with someone so long it's almost like you need to re if if you did want to move it beyond friendship, you almost have to like reprogram your mind. Because like you... one of our other friends has d- d- did, and it, yeah, because you know, it... one of our friends actually she went through a similar thing, and she just was like she just literally had to kind of like start again in terms of 
okay, I need to see this guy as um, he's not my friend. Um, yeah. I need to get to know him in a kind of like a different capacity. And she, I think she even said it was only until they kissed for the first time that she was like, oh, okay, this can potentially okay. work and everything. Because even up until so that all point... In the kiss. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's because how it always, always is in the film. They always ask, you know, can you could, imagine... Could you kiss If you're not person. sure how to define whether you like somebody or not, okay, can you kiss him? Can you imagine yeah. kissing him or her? Yeah. You know, so, but yeah. And in some friends that I've sort of yeah. thought about... You're like... The answer is no, but then it shouldn't <laughs> really be, like, that shouldn't be yeah. the thing that stops you from getting to know somebody or, or seeing them in a different light definitely definitely and like we say like in this current um recession of recession of dating um (laughs) it makes sense to look at what your current you know what's currently around you you know sure before looking outside so moving on still staying the whole dating thing and we we kind of touched on it in terms of like our age and everything and one of the things that comes with dating at our age is that you tend to date people that have in quotation marks baggage i think baggage is such like a negative like word they have history and with that history it could be like children they could have been married previously they could have been engaged Mm -hmm. it's very rare to meet somebody that there's nothing in their history of significance kind of thing like you know oh yeah, yeah i just had a couple of girlfriends because if you know if there's no history it's like where the hell have you what have no because you, you i do not find that you question it sure so if no. i if i meet a guy now and it's like oh you've never been married you've never been engaged you don't have any kids i'm like what have you been up to <laughs> but what if a guy questions you for the same no thing? exactly <laughs> i know like, but i have had it where guys have questioned yeah. me like but i've questioned myself the like last that. guy i went on a date with he was like oh i just assumed you got kids and i was like no i, I don't and he was like oh and he was just like oh i just thought at your age you would mm. so i was like oh, okay thanks I'm going to cry in the toilets for a bit. <laughs> but yeah, like you, it is quite unusual now to meet someone that hasn't had some. So now I find it's quite funny that when I'm talking to a guy, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, I was, you know, I've divorced or, you know. Yeah, um, I think people have embraced their bag or they, they're open yeah. with their baggage. So literally open the back yeah and literally expose everything <laughs> because if you think about oh, yeah, like it I've got a son, because it's it's and it normal, would just be that yeah. casual like yeah yeah like you know i've got a son it I've comes got with a, age you know i've got a daughter i don't think we'd, we would have had these conversations in our 20s in our 20s because yeah. in our 20s to hear someone say like oh they're divorced you was a bit like oh like that's like but now it's like oh yeah like you know i'm divorced so i'm or separated even to say somebody's getting married like if as a you know, somebody in your late teens, yeah, and, or or early teens, and a friend is getting married, or yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, that's what but even because I think about like my brother's generation, he's in his twenties still, and he's constantly going to weddings, constantly going to christenings. Whereas I never really went through that. I feel like it kind of missed our generation. Whereas most of our friends have been like married, say like early 30s or you know just on the edge of their 20s and everything whereas he's all his friends are like they're marrying at age like 24 you know 25 and stuff like that i think that that's the digital age it's easy to 
it, people are well connected now uh, yeah. in terms of um, oh like the internet and the internet and, and, like, and being able to just meet somebody via social media being able or to like the, one hook, of the dating up, apps, hook yeah. up via social media everything is via social you can you, you could actually yeah, have but, a whole relationship but on the only WhatsApp. thing i would say is that we have that we have access to that same technology but there is something about how i would say um our kind of like age group approach dating no, we, we have it but we, we still we still come from that old school yeah way of doing things we still want to be taken out on a date which i'm sure the you know the millennials is yeah, the same yeah. thing right but uh depending on where you read it's like we go in the millennial bracket and then sometimes we're out of it so i'm always kind of like apparently i checked the dates and apparently let's not suppo- expose no, 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 that <laughs> i checked the dates and apparently my date of birth still falls into the yeah but it's like the beginning of yeah, it, yeah yeah so. yeah <laughs> so i'm like the anti of the millennials yeah but, so um yeah i'm just trying to think of differences as to why 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 I, I've not really noticed it, but I, mean, I know that your um, for someone, someone like your brother, he's been going to weddings. And I actually thought that it was the other way around. I thought that people were marrying uh, less or there. I don't. I don't. I think if you look at stats, they're saying that people are putting marriage and children off to later age. But I'm talking about within our kind of like communities, our you know like you know groups. I definitely feel like it's the other way around. I see, like, you know, the younger, the the people in their 20s, they're getting married, um, having children before they're even 30. Whereas our kind of, like, age range, we've kind of definitely held off until we're f- um, over 30. Yeah. So I do think they But then I... It, our parents were getting yeah, married in their young. 20s. Yeah. My mother was married in her 20s. But so, then I do, like I said, but then there's also at the same time at our age is there are a lot of guys that I meet have been either married before or at least engaged before. Um, and it's almost kind of like they're, they're on the, you know, second relationship or, you know, or, you know second marriage, marriage type people. Whereas I'm like, well, I'm just trying to get to the first one. You know, you're... you're you're going to be starting a whole I, I new think, like second said, family. Pri- priorities have changed. I think yeah. when we were in our early 20s, we were not thinking about marriage. No. So even if, you know, you're in a relationship or a guy wants to... Um, date, even guys, you know, them date, like in, when we were mm. in, say, college, and uh, the your priorities were just... Or at least your interest was to just be taken out on a date he'll drive you in his car like because mm. that, right? oh, that yeah. car was a big that deal. was it it was just like oh he's got a car oh my god you must go out of here <laughs> yeah so but now i think women today in their early 20s or even late teens to, mm. it's possible they they um they probably are more focused about being married mm. in their 20s like i think yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i suppose maybe we need to ask some like and people in their 20s I should, I should ask some of my brother's friends but it going back to the whole kind of like um people having history i would say if you'd asked me maybe like even four years ago would i date someone that has kids straight answer no i wouldn't do it okay whereas now i'm like yeah 
So even for me, even seeing that change, I would. Does I'm it like, matter what age the kids are or no? I mean, I wouldn't do like a Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thomas type thing because you know his baby was very fresh when he started dating Khloe. I wouldn't date a guy that's like okay. got a baby. I think if the baby is under a year, like I have to question, like you know is he ready to be in like a whole new relationship kind of thing like you know the baby's like still breastfeeding so come on but yeah like i don't think i have like an age range but i suppose it's different things because i always think about when i was younger my parents divorced when i was about like um 11 and i've experienced that whole step parent type situation and I and I think and I think about like how annoying that was and so now when I'm thinking about it as an adult I was thinking like you know how would I be as a stepmom as a as or as a bonus mom as some people call it mm. um would I you know would I be quite hands-on do I hold back you know and also like I said it, it depends on different things because you know I was um you know I was like uh, 13 14 when that situation happens so I, I'm a, I'm I'm you know I'm a not really a child I'm a teenager so I have opinions so I'm so that's why I was like no I'm not going to do that what verse so I'm thinking about okay when so I, what would be the ideal age then if you came I don't into think a relationship there isn't where an it... ideal age because the younger ones are, then you then you have to be would you need to be a mother to those younger kids as in whereas if they're teenagers they're quite self-sufficient versus like a small child that when the child is with um, you know his dad would i am i expected to co-parent it's not ideal but if you had to choose i don't know i don't know because i'm thinking about my own experience and me so what, being, do you, what, what do you think would be easier if you're me coming being into a, teen, a new relationship teenager, where I think it's easier the if, man has if the children, children right. are younger but then I don't know what about you I mean first of I, all would you do you would you date a guy that has kids and also had has your was that always the case for you or has your opinion changed I mean I did date a guy that had a kid, that has a kid, but he was estranged from his wife. Okay. Or he was divorced. Okay. And, um, but he actually didn't have any contact with his Oh, kids. wow. None at all. Yeah. So that's, I think it, it really depends on, um, the level of, um, and I, we didn't date for long actually, because there, there was other reasons why <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't go forward with anything or I, yeah. I chose not to but um as far as children in the picture at, at the time it didn't concern me that there was a, yeah. a kid and yeah. um I think the child I think at the time he told me was I think had turned he was like two or, or one between one and oh, two. okay so quite a young yeah, yeah so that child still needs their mother's attention obviously. of course yeah um but i actually found it strange that he didn't have any contact yeah, and it wasn't that, it wasn't his choice actually yeah, yeah, yeah. so there was um a Other lot of drama drama between himself and his ex-wife so 
So that was one of that. That was something that I, I didn't even want to enter that problem because mm. I felt like it wasn't. But I think if you if you are going into a relationship where there is um, an amicable friendship between mm. the former wife, girlfriend, or whatever, um, mother of uh, your guy's kids. Yeah, let's not use the BM term. No, no, of course yeah. not. But um, if, if, if it, like, like we watched the show with Jada Pinkett's Red Table Talk, and I think she, they were sort of explaining how, or how she, her so first she... entry point into motherhood was that she had to become stepmother to Will Smith's first, first child with, with the his ex his ex-wife yeah and I guess they had their tensions and that there was um, they, they had their differences but that she because of the for the sake of the, the son who at the time I, I don't know I think maybe he was like five or yeah, six yeah yeah he was quite small that's what even brought them together the fact that there was a child and I felt like yeah. okay if I was in that situation I probably would have been the same way as Jada mm. Pinkett like you, there would be a bit of resistance Mm. probably from both ends but then you realize that there's a child involved or, or more than one child um and because of that you'd have to yeah. get along i would definitely take the initiative to get along with, mm. oh no with the definitely the baby. so like but in terms of the age yeah um, so like in terms of like um a you know i don't know let's let's call it like under under five or six versus maybe like a you know like someone that's like maybe like over 12 what i'd rather what i prefer mm. i think obviously the the impressionable years or the oh so toddler, you prefer the younger one yeah sure. yeah see like i because think they don't they haven't really finished they haven't formed an much opinion. opinion on anything but then i feel like and so i feel like you could grow with them your relationship could grow as they're growing yeah but uh, then you, they, they might see you as Oh, an auntie. Uh, you yeah. Know, if we're Nigerian or whatever, they yeah. see you as auntie. But then, as they get older, they'll realize that okay, this is daddy's wife, or you know. Mm. So versus a, a teenager who already has opinions, they already know what they like and what they don't like. But I then feel, I, I feel like, feel like more effort. Can, but then I in, feel like you can have a conversation with them. Um, you can because, still have a conversation with the five-year-old yeah, ten years later, yeah. or you te- five years later. But also, I feel like they're—you're not then expected to be a parent, and I think that was one of the issues. No, but for me, I would want to be a parent. No, no, but I think that was one of the issues where um, I had with my parents is when they were with their new partners, saying that you know this person. I was like, I have two parents already. I'm fine. So for me, yeah, so are, in your case, are you afraid? Is it based coming from where your your experience is? So if yeah, you go because... into a relationship where the guy already ha- has teenage kids or yeah. kids over the age of twelve, or even younger, kids, are you fearful I... that they will look at you the same way you looked at your yeah, of your course, dad's but uh, also, wife? I'm also thinking. Also, I think I'm very conscious of if they are younger and you know as younger children they do need more support more parenting overstepping my lane into what no, but you know, that's their why that's why it's is. about having that conversation with I don't the know, ex-wife wh- or, which you, or, which in an ideal situation you can have but i'm just saying that those are considerations i would have and i think that where they're a little bit i think anybody old, would have those where they're a little bit older i think it's less of you don't need to worry about it as much because 
they've already they're already grown in terms yeah, of like so no, you don't really I, I don't need think to you'd parent ever stop being them. a parent though no 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 I'm saying that you, be- in these situations I for me I don't mind it either way whether it's the younger or the older and child I think there's challenges no, but you said if you had to choose yeah if I had to choose no no I, I didn't easier. actually say I didn't actually say I said that I actually the older child I actually don't mind versus even the younger kind of thing I just said like they I was explaining like with the older children they're more, they're self-sufficient yes they have opinions that would be a challenge mm-hmm. with the younger ones you have they don't have those opinions yet formed of you but then you the other challenges that um, would I be need to be a parent to them and then it's also then juggling that kind of relationship between me and that the actual why mother I, I, if I had to choose for me child, it's easier for me to come into a or to co-parent yeah but that's with a willing co-parent with a willing because i am um, unwilling to co-parent no, no, I'm if, talking if, about if, with if the on other the other person. end if the other person does not want me i wouldn't inf- i wouldn't yeah put myself all over that situation in but fact, then you're in a situation say for instance that maybe that small child is with you guys mm-hmm. you and your partner for a period of time yeah like you, with jada just yeah, to yeah, yeah she had to call the ex-wife yeah. to say maybe there was an issue with the yeah. son and she had yeah. to call the mother yeah so there's going to be times where you're in a situation whether you like it or not because Definitely. you've chosen to be with this man yeah and, and take all his baggage um yeah. along with him and so it really depends on how you deal with it i mean i wouldn't want to come into a situation and say no i won't be with you because your child is 12 years old i don't deal with of kids course over not. 12 years of old course not. for all younger you know vice to be versa. honest i would i would um i say that though but if like I, going back to my original point mm. of if the child is say like it's an it's a baby i would query and it probably i would yeah, that probably would be for a different reason though yeah not, yeah not because yeah somebody's wife is he's a widow with a newborn baby it's different even a widow with a newborn baby, I would still yeah, but kind what would of, you question? I would maybe even think that maybe does he need to be in a relationship with anybody right now? Shouldn't he be concentrating on the child? That's all I would see is like mm-hmm. the child is young and that's the priority. So anybody with a new child, I think I'd be, I would query, is this the right time to be starting a relationship with another person? I was just saying like in terms of like now like whether the person is like divorced or um you know widowed or they've got kids they were engaged these are all things at our age that definitely we need to consider more of and what I would say is if you'd asked me a few years ago would I date these people any of these people Mm -hmm. in these in this group I probably would have said no to quite a few um, people in the group because I I wouldn't have seen myself saying yes to div dating someone that's divorced or even you know now you even consider like people that are separated as well like do would I date someone that's separated I don't think I would say like flat out no I think I would look at the situation in terms of mm-hmm. um, you know yeah, fair enough. why why they're separated is it for a long period of time what's going on that kind of thing mm-hmm. so yeah but in terms of the age of the children I don't think I have any preference apart from like I said with a baby like I would probably be like query like should I date that person mm-hmm. okay how about for yourself do you feel like there has been like any kind of like change like you know over time or has it always been that you have been open to dating people with children 
um, I never thought about somebody dating somebody with kids because back in like I don't know ten years ago because mm. it just wasn't the norm from like from guys that I knew anyway yeah. had didn't have kids or they didn't mm. have kids outside of or yeah they just didn't have kids so yeah. it's not something that would have crossed my mind but if you go like say four four years same as you or five years ago mm. um, yeah I became open to that because that was the reality around me. Mm. Um, guys that, that I was meeting that I were what I was meeting and they some would say that they're you know they have kids some were not married or mm. whatever but they had kids and it, it made me to think okay it was the first time that I started thinking about okay perhaps this this could be um a reality for me mm. see I think the difference there with me is that when I was meeting those guys so like five years ago mm and find that they did maybe have children, I probably was straight away being like, okay, they're not for me then. Mm. And then moving on versus now to be like, okay, let me get to know them. And that's what I'm saying in terms of the difference it's been. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying that you was kind of like always, well, from time when you started meeting people in those categories, you was more open Yeah, when it to became them. real. Yeah. Yeah, so for me again when you look at what is ideal yeah you want to be the first wife first mother of his mm. kids but as you get older it you you just embrace what is actually around you and what's real yeah and, yeah sure yeah so um i think that brings us to the end of that discussion so let's take a short break So welcome back and um, we are now talking the highlight of the week and for all of our new listeners, um, highlight of the week is basically a part of the show where we just, I don't know, bring a spotlight um, to something that we've either enjoyed in the past or we would like to recommend to you guys listeners. So um, Uche, my highlight of the week I am actually going to talk about, it's quite simple, is um, there's a blog called um, Circus Mums and um, circusmums.com and they recently posted a blog about the ultimate list of black um, bloggers in the UK and I literally found it by accident I was just googling because often there's so many like influencers and bloggers out there and um, and I thought it was just a really cool kind of like um, list of different bloggers covering a whole range of things from travel to food to music, all in the one place. So I'm gonna put it on our, I'm gonna put a link to the um, the blog post on our podcast description. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's basically it, my highlight oh, of no, the week. I, I wish I had a highlight. I've just yeah. been, <laughs> I'm still, um, I'm still sort of, I guess, I guess maybe the the match or the the, the this Nigerian yeah Nigerian fever going yeah, on. Yeah, that's a uh, good way to call it, Niger fever. Niger fever. Yeah. That even though I'm Nigerian, I think I've I've, I've yeah. caught on to it as well at the yeah. same time. Um, but I think it's good to um, highlight the fact that um, it, it's kind of a reminder of how diverse. Um, Britain is or society is here definitely um, seeing different um, 
people from different backgrounds queuing up to to get the shirt and even at the match you had other people um again you know wearing the shirt supporting the team and just being supportive of mm. of um the buzz that seems to be happening with uh, Nigeria but yeah I don't really have a highlight there is um a an African uh, writers uh, event maybe you okay. could post that too yeah I'll add that the, to the description and we'll post it on our social media what's the event called it's called Africa writes okay um I've, I don't think I've ever been to uh I think it's like a poetry um session okay Af- highlighting African literature oh nice um and from the in, Royal African Society. And it's in here in London. It's in London at the British Library. Um, I think it takes place Friday, 29th June through till Sunday, the 1st of July. Okay, cool. So we'll definitely... So I'll be heading there. I think so, so... Oh, okay. So we'll definitely put all the details in. And if you do plan to go, let us know because we'll probably see you down there. Um, so as always, you can find Colour Out The Box on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Do like, subscribe, write a review. Let us know your um, your views. Um, and also, also do email us because um, I put a call out to everybody um, a couple of weeks ago to send us your questions and your queries. Um, and we've gotten some, which I'm hoping to share next episode. So please do email us um, anything you want advice you have a dilemma you want a topic that you want to suggest send it through to us we'll be really happy to hear from you so until next time thanks again Uche thank you thanks for having me bye bye A whole generation yeah. of kids, <laughs> but I think that would again, like a, rea- a realistic, yeah, uh, yeah, that I probably would um, uh, be a consideration in terms of the number of children, okay, and thinking about um, because he is say already supporting mm-hmm. um, like four kids, for instance, then I want to have maybe children that does take the numbers up quite yeah, a bit as well, so yeah, definitely. Version, yeah. So um, yeah, that would um, be uh, another consideration kind of thing to, 